You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday. It is Friday, July the 15th. I am Lucas Smith. That's J.D. Afrin over there. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day, each and every day, Monday to Friday. J.D., not a victory Friday, but a Friday nonetheless. Weekend is here, or maybe, you know, maybe a short work day on Friday, but it's the weekend. We can rejoice in that after an abysmal game last night against the Dodgers. Yeah, there wasn't much to cheer about. Uh, <laughs> it was a tough one, man. They took it on the chin. You were hoping to get a, just anything offensively, but uh, it wasn't meant to be, apparently, and uh, they fall to the Dodgers, lose the series. Yeah. Yeah, the Cardinals scored seven and six runs respectively in the first two games, and you know we we know the theme of the feaster famine has been there all year. I guess it just didn't expect it to come back again last night, lose four nothing. You saw Dakota Hudson do some good things, which we'll discuss a little bit uh, throughout the show. So, gotta talk about that game first, but. A chance against the Reds this weekend. I know the Reds just beat the uh, Yankees last night and won that series two games to one. How crazy was that? Jeff Carr, I'm sure, and Steve of Locked on Reds are ecstatic <laughs> right now. Uh, but the Cardinals yeah. have a chance to, to take advantage of them. But, I mean, really, you mentioned not a lot to cheer about. But the only thing to cheer about yesterday was Juan Yepes's throw from right field. Other than that, a pretty slow night offensively for the Cardinals. Yeah, there wasn't a lot going on here. Uh, I got a secret for everybody out there. The Dodgers are good. And... <laughs> Honestly, the Dodgers are better than the Cardinals. It, it shouldn't have been a secret. I feel like sometimes as Cardinals fans, we, we think the team is better than everybody else's, and it's really mm-hmm. not the case. The, the Dodgers are a better team. They uh, The Cardinals can be competitive, and yes, they probably should have won two out of three here, but the Dodgers won two out of three. The Dodgers did come back from five down on Tuesday and almost win. They come back from down six on Thursday or Wednesday to uh to down down six on, to win and then tonight or last night it was uh, an all-around effort of pitching defense hitting it was a complete package in a mm-hmm. sound victory over the Cardinals who didn't even sniff home plate were shut out by a quirky left-hander who was now 10 and one on the year with an ERA under three pretty dominant I mean you, you were really in a, a slight positive maybe is you made Craig, Krim- Craig at Kimbrell throw some pitches he threw 26 last night you know, so that you know, it's a little bit of a positive, I guess. Albert had a nice at bat, but overall, you you see Tom Yepman go over four, Pujols over four, O'Neill over four in his return with a couple of strikeouts. Yepes works to walk, but also strikes out once. Donovan over two, he walked once as well. Kisner, Gorman was a pinch hitter, bunch of zeros. The only men with hits were Dylan Carlson, two hit night. He's still quietly getting hot a little bit. Nolan had two hits. He's average just creeping up there towards 300 and Goldie with the hit as well in that, in that ninth inning. But overall, just a really bad offensive ninth. These games are going to happen, but from a pet or from, from an optimistic standpoint, rather JD, you mentioned it. The Cardinals had two out of these three wins in the back and they just were not able to come through. Yeah. So I think it really shows a huge weakness in this team right now and that you can't rely on guys like Drew Verhagen and TJ McFarland, even even though that they were solid tonight. But the bullpen is weak. It's depleted. If you want to be really optimistic, you could say, oh, they can reset during the All-Star break. But I think realistically, this bullpen, bullpen needs some upgrades. Would you agree? I would. Um, does it need a, an overhaul? I, I don't think so. I think uh, a lot of it might be just fatigue at the end of the first half of the season um, because, you know, early 
in the week, we're talking about how great they've been and how they right. haven't given up any runs. And then, you know, you just had an unfortunate situation where you kind of painted yourself in a corner, you know, and it was something that we talked about when they made the change to put Jordan Hicks as the starter that night. We're like, well, that's great if he comes out and he gets through a couple of innings throwing a low number of pitches. But what happens if he does it? What happens if we get the starting Jordan Hicks, who is, has struggled and has thrown a lot of pitches in the early innings? And that's what we got. And it just kind of ruined everything for the rest of the Dodgers series is how you wanted to plan uh, the use of your bullpen. Uh, you lost Helsley, who uh, couldn't go. And then obviously you didn't need him last night. <laughs> so he should be ready to go for the Red Series. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, you lose two of three against a, a great team. You can think about it and ponder, oh, we should have done this, should have done that. But in all honesty, you got to learn to move on from these things. And you just have to go to the next series where you've got a team coming to town that is feeling pretty good about itself right now. The <laughs> no Cincinnati kidding. Reds. They, they might be a last place team and had a really, really bad start, but they're starting to feel themselves a little bit. They're starting to get a lot healthier and you need to worry about them now. The Dodgers are gone. They left town. They're not here anymore. Okay. The Cincinnati Reds are here and that's what you got to worry about next. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We'll discuss that in a little bit, but I want to talk about the offense just a little more in particular for just a moment. I want to start at the top. Tommy Edmund hitless again. He's hitting 185 in his last seven games. His last 30 games, he's hitting 207. You know, he's struck out four times in the last seven games. His season OPS has dipped below 700 at 692, 255 the average overall for Tommy Edmond. I understand he's one of the best defensive players in all of baseball. He steals bags. But when you're not getting on base, and Tommy Edmond right now is plain and simple, not getting on base enough, his season on base percentage is 318. That's just simply not enough. Yeah. He's just struggling at the top, and I think that that's where it starts. You know, it sounds kind of simplistic to say when Tommy goes, the Cardinals go, but it's really, really true, in my opinion, that Tommy Eben can be the catalyst for this team at the top of the lineup to get guys like Goldschmidt and Arenado at the plate with runners on base. Because two, yeah. two run home runs are going to kill you a lot more than solo shots will. So if Tommy can get on and cause chaos and these different things, I just think, you know, other guys down in the lineup are just going through it. They'll be fine. But. Edmund has been slumming for some time now. I think that that can be a big correlation. You know, you can basically draw two points. You know, the time Edmund starts to struggle, so do the Cardinals. And I think that we're just we're starting to see that become more and more the reality. He's really important to this team, and we're seeing how important he is as he struggles. The Cardinals continue to struggle to hit. The leadoff spot has oddly been a struggle to find a leadoff hitter, like a, a legit solid leadoff hitter who's consistent, that's been a tough go for for years and years and years. I, I couldn't even tell you the last time they had one, maybe for call when, when they brought Carpenter. him in. You could argue Carpenter. I, yeah, I, I guess you could say Carpenter, but I, I just, it's, yeah, it, it's tough because when you have guys on base, it makes the, the pitcher work a little harder, and you want that. You want that chaos around the pitcher when they have to face guys like Goldie and Arenado and, and your big sluggers. And when there's nobody on there, they they can, you know, it's a little bit easier to throw to those guys. Like uh, the the thought process of, oh, is this guy stealing a base? Is he going to go in motion? Th- things of that nature. They don't have to worry about that stuff. They can focus solely on that hitter. And um, it's been tough, um, you know, with Edmund struggling. And like you said, at the beginning of the year when he was getting on base, things were clicking. And now he's not. And things aren't going as well. So I think, you know, there's a really good argument to say that he's the key, right? Because you're going to have Goldschmidt be Goldschmidt, Nolan be Nolan. Other guys are going to fill their roles. But Tommy Edmond, 
who is so valuable to this team and somebody that I'm a huge fan of. You know, you look at his his season or his career numbers. He's, he's hit 300 at the Major League level before in 2019. So he is somebody that has been there, done that. Remember, his, his big rookie moment came in Seattle that year. So this is somebody that has had a lot of success at the Major League level. It just hasn't been consistent success, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, I mean, you, you see him in the middle of things when this team is doing well, and you see him do nothing when the Cardinals don't do well. I mean, it's, it's very simple. I mentioned that he hit 300, um, 304 back in 2019 was when he, he eclipsed that mark. So he has the ability. It's just a matter of finding it. Quickly note as well in the offense, Tyler O'Neill comes back, struggles again. You know, one game, right? not trying to freak out. It was nice yeah. having him in left field tonight, but maybe not the one game return you would hope for. Hopefully he gets some more opportunities this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you don't expect him to come in. I mean, you want him to, but you don't expect him to come in and, you know, go three for four and just start hitting the ball over the wall right away. He'll get there. I I have faith in Tyler. I I think he's going to be fine. Um, He's dealt with injuries throughout the beginning of the season, so it's been hard for him to get some consistency going. So um, hopefully I'm I'm looking for that on the back end in the the second half after the All-Star break. Uh, You know, hopefully he can get right in this next series, but I'm not going to lose my mind. If he does go like two for his next 17 over this next series, I'm not going to freak out yet. If we start talking about mid August and he's still struggling like that, then we got some problems that yeah, we will. Cause he is somebody as well that needs, you know, we talk about Tommy Edmund at the top of the lineup to start things. O'Neill needs to be that protection behind Goldschmidt and Arnado. Yeah. He needs to have that. The Cardinals need to have that third guy in that lineup to hit. You mentioned the next series. Yes. It's against the bottom feeder reds, but the Reds just beat the best team in baseball two out of three times. So it's not going to be an easy time necessarily this weekend for the Cardinals. J.D. and I will discuss in just a moment. But whether you are ready to pop the question or you're just wanting to celebrate a milestone moment, maybe both. You can find jewelry as unique as your significant other with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the perfect diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. Each Ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft her perfect engagement ring. It'll be perfect because Blue Nile's handcraft jewelers will do it just the way you like it. But if you're looking for fine jewelry and having trouble choosing, I'm right there with you. Blue Nile has a jewelry expert on hand 24-7, available via the phone or chat function to help you find a memorable gift at every single budget. So don't worry. Chat with Blue Nile. They will help you out. Make your moment sparkle, whatever that moment is, with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners, that's you. Get a $50 off purchase of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. You can use code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, sips free, and arrives in discreet packaging. They won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace by going to BlueNile.com today. Cardinals and Reds. A rivalry as old as Brandon Phillips starting a brawl with the IDR Molina. <laughs> as the Reds come back into town for a weekend set, hard to believe, J.D., that the All-Star break is already almost here. You know, in yeah. just three days, it's coming. Reds coming to town. Homestand, three and four homestands so far. Trying to right the ship this weekend. Yeah, uh, Red, Reds have had a tough go this year. It hasn't been easy for them. And, well, you know it. Right before they come to St. Louis again, they start to warm up a little bit. They uh, sweep the Tampa Bay Rays 
And then they win two out of three in New York against the Yankees. And honestly, they could have swept them. They could have yeah. swept the Yankees. They could have won six straight against the best division in baseball in the AL East. Okay. They could have went through the race and the Yankees. And, uh, if you want to know what the key is to defeating the Reds this year, it is get to their bullpen. All right. That's what you need to do. Yes. Get to their bullpen. Um, they've got all the rookies are, are set to, to start in this series against the Cardinals. You'll have a uh, Hunter green tonight who at moments, like he, he was very good against the Cardinals earlier this year. Um, he has moments of dominance. And then there's times where he lays a fat one over the plate and you can, you can hit it a long way off of him. So you've got to, um, most definitely make him throw strikes to you. Don't start chasing anything, but um, yeah, the, the, if you get to their bullpen, that's where you can beat the Reds. Okay. And they are getting healthier. They got guys like uh, Tyler Naquin has come back. Joey Votto is now back. A lot of these guys numbers look terrible, but most recently, most recently they've been a lot better. They're putting together good at bats. Tyler Stevenson is back at catcher for them. I mean, they're getting all these guys back and they've hardly had that lineup uh, in full at all this season. Jonathan India is back at the top of the lineup. So they're, they're not somebody you could just walk over just because their record looks like they're a bunch of scrubs. Cause they're not right now. This is their actual team is finally together, but their bullpen still sucks. So get to the bullpen. You'll find success there, Cardinals. The bullpen is key. It's all about timing, right? Timing, timing, timing. And right now, the Cardinals are facing Reds at an inopportune time, if you will. I think a big knock against the Cardinals this season is that, oh, yeah, you can beat up on the Reds and Pirates. So what? Beat the Braves and Dodgers, and we'll talk. And the Cardinals did not yeah. beat, beat the Braves or Dodgers very much. They lose both those series, the Braves being a four-game set. So I think that... The Cardinals are really in a, in a situation this weekend. Maybe you disagree with it. I think they're in a lose-lose situation situation going into this weekend because either, A, you win the series 2-3 or three or you sweep, and people say, so what, you've done that all year, beat a good team, or you lose the series because, as you mentioned, they're playing really good baseball right now, and people say, you can't even beat the Reds. <laughs> you know, and not that everything has to be about pleasing the fan base or pleasing, pleasing people. I'm a people pleaser. So that's where kind of where my mind goes, but... Still, the Cardinals, no matter what happens, at, no matter what we talk about Monday morning on, on the episode of Monday, it's going to be something negative. Or it's going to be something, something that's not enough. Because even if they win the series, it's going to be that question, well, you didn't beat the Phillies very much, you didn't beat the Braves hardly at all, and you didn't beat the Dodgers. Those were the three winning yeah. teams that you needed to step up against, and you didn't. So this series win means nothing. When in reality, it means something because every game counts. I know that it's 162, but every game does count. I just think that the Cardinals need to make a statement this weekend. You know, there's an argument, too, though. I want to ask you this question, J.D. If the Cardinals lose this series, does that initiate the front office to start making moves to, to try and maybe not do a whole roster revamp, but does losing to the Reds right before the All-Star break at home, does that kickstart the front office, or do you think it's still just going to be they're in a the playoff spot, they'll contend, it's going to be what it's going to be? I surely think the wheels will start turning a little bit quicker because if you lose this series to Cincinnati at home, you have to have that bad taste in your mouth mm -hmm. for the whole all-star break. And you'll have all this time to ponder about, man, where are we right now? Do we sell the farm and try to try to get somebody huge? Do we find little pieces? And I, I already kind of know where the front office is going to go with this. At least I think so, where 
they're going to say things like, yeah, if we get Bader back and O'Neal back on track and we get certain guys healthy, it's like trading for these other guys that you, you would be trying to get. And instead, we don't have to give up prospects to do something. I don't necessarily think it's the, it's the offense that needs all that much work. I, I think, and I think you agree with me, you need a starting pitcher at least one and if you can add an extra piece to the bullpen when you get that starting pitcher bonus because that that would just ease things up a little bit okay you just you're like you don't want verhagen out there anymore okay you don't want to see i don't want to see that anymore okay verhagen's clearly not somebody you can rely on he hasn't been all season he doesn't belong out there he doesn't belong on a contending team like he's not going to be a person in your bullpen like when are you going to trust him to come uh, during a game that's that's tight why are you going to bring in drew verhagen are you really that's what you're going to do no so what's the point of him okay he's not somebody that you can trust that way starting pitching wise you don't know what you're going to get with flaherty i mean i'm i'm saying he's done for the year i'm just going to pretend that he's he's out and you don't have him anymore all right don't don't start wishing that hey maybe september no no, just pretend that he's not going to be around. So what do you think about your starting five now? Is what Dakota Hudson did last night enough for you to think, okay, he, he should be our four or five? No, no, see, you're shaking your head. I don't think so either. <laughs> I think he, I think he's good, and I think he's going to be something that he can be a four or five for your rotation. But if you have any aspirations of winning a World Series this year, the answer is no. You got to be better than this. You got to be better than this. Uh, what if something happens to Wainwright or Michaelis? You're done, right? So you have to go out and get somebody that can be a difference maker, you know, and uh, who is that going to be? What's it going to cost? I don't know. I, we don't know what the trade market's going to be like just yet and how expensive these guys are going to be because so many teams are still in the hunt for that wild card that until I mean, you, we could be waiting until that week or almost that day of the deadline before something happens just because. Nobody knows yet. You don't know mm -hmm. who's going to punt on the season. Uh, you don't know if the White Sox, the Guardians, are, are they? Are they still trying? Or are they gonna are they gonna pull back and say, okay, we can start moving something? We don't know yet. So win this series against the against the Reds, go into the all-star break with some momentum, feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. The way you felt in that first game against the Dodgers, you want that kind of feeling again as you go high, in, riding high into the break. Yeah, because you can be like, all right, we I can kick my shoes off a little bit, relax a little bit for these next couple of days, you know, for those of the guys who aren't going to the all-star game. And maybe not feel so stressed about, oh, my gosh, we just lost to the Reds. What 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 has happened to us? Because you just played the Dodgers in a very close series where you should have won two of three. It's not like you got blown out last night, four to nothing. It's not like you were embarrassed by them. But clearly, they're a better team. You want to be up on that level with teams like the Dodgers and the Braves. Clearly, there's a piece or two that is missing from this current roster that you need to add so that you can compete at that level. Because if not, then what are we doing here? You know, we're not, we're not trying to win a world series. We're just trying to, eh, let's get in and just see what happens. I don't like that. I don't like that attitude. I want to win. All right. right? I want to win the world series. So let's do that. Let's go after somebody that, that'll be a difference maker for the starting rotation. Totally agree. You don't, you don't see the Dodgers saying we'll get in and we'll see what happens. You see the Dodgers coming off a world series, you know, appearance, Grab Mookie Betts. You see a Dodgers that had, you know, one of the best lineups in baseball last year grab Freddie Freeman, right? I know the Cardinals yeah. might not have the type of money that the Dodgers do, but they got some they got some prospects they could they could shop around for to get yeah. a Lucas Giolito, a Shane Bieber, a Pablo Lopez, maybe a Montes if you really want to go go really big, right? Like you have the mm -hmm. pieces and to, to to do that, that the capital, if you will, and yeah. it's I, I think that the 
the, the mindset of get in and see what happens, that'll let it work out a couple times, right? Like it worked out in 06, it worked out in 11, right? But that's not, I don't think, that, I don't think that's, that was the mindset in 06 and 11. I think the mindset, in, even in 11, you saw these moves being made. You saw Jackson, you saw yep. Dotel, Zepchinski, all these things. So hopefully, you know, I, I almost, I hate to root against the Cardinals, but you do wonder if they lose this series, does that kick things into gear for the Cardinals to say, we got to go, we got to go now. You got to wonder, yeah. you know? I sure hope so. If, if it does happen and they, they lose two of three or heaven forbid they get swept by the Reds at home and get embarrassed <sighs> like that, something's got to change because Cardinal Nation will, will be after their heads of the front office and like, come on, guys, you have all this talent. You don't, don't waste Goldschmidt. Are not, they're not going to be great forever. You've got mm-hmm. a, a window here where they've got the prime of their career still going. But it's not going to be like this. For, I mean, Goldie's 34. He's not going to hit like this for another six years. Right. You know, uh, Arenado, the way he puts his body out there, it, it's not going to last. It never does. You know, even the PED guys broke down. <laughs> so it's not going to last. So take advantage now. Go all in, man. Let's see what you got. Absolutely. They're, they're, no question. We're going to break down the pitching matchups a little bit more in depth. You mentioned the Reds got some rookies. The Cardinals have a rookie, uh, Palante, this weekend. Maybe you might see Mats as well. We'll give our thoughts on that coming up in just a moment. All right. First, let's talk about betonline.net, which is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. You've got the NFL camps who are opening up, and uh, preseason games will be starting in the early parts of August. So, betting on football that can be a lot of fun especially uh if you're in st louis and you don't have a team all right go bet on somebody else bet bet against lucas's bears because you'll probably win <laughs> yeah that's, that's a that. good bet there it's a good bet <laughs> bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information including live betting esports and scores and betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season because it is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Seven fifteen, the first pitch for tonight's ball game. I do want to say real quick, I don't. I hate to put you on the spotlight, but you did say if something happens to Michaelis or Wainwright. So if you've got some sage, you need to burn it. You, you do something to make sure that doesn't happen. This rotation cannot afford it. You got the lighter again with you? Got to burn something. I got the lighter. I got a Burger King bag that's got like an an old Whopper in it from uh, yeah. from last night. I can do that if you if you want. I'll do what it takes, man. I, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a team player, Lucas, team so I'm, I'm happy to help out in any way, shape, and form that I can. But um, <laughs> you know, I, that would be something else, man. If, if Wayno or Michaelis goes down, ugh, at I that point, think that. no, at that point, then you, if you didn't need a starter beforehand, you'd need one after that pack. But, anyways, two rookies <laughs> on the mound tonight between the Reds and, and, the, and the Cardinals. Hunter Green, who you mentioned was very good against the Cardinals earlier this season, but you've also seen him lay an egg earlier in this season. Yeah. Andre Pallante coming off a couple of rough starts. One of them, they thought he was tipping pitches. Saturday's matchup I'm excited for because you got Nicholas Lodoto for the Reds, who is a pretty highly titled prospect, you know, rookie. Yes, yes. Miles Michaelis got the stash, got the sage going on the mound, looking to get his record back to 500. Uh, then Sunday, Aaron Ashcraft gets the ball for the Reds, and hopefully we see Steven Matz on the mound for the St. Louis Cardinals on Sunday. That's the plan as of right now. If not, yeah. likely we'll see Libertor, or God forbid you see another 
bullpen game. But despite three rookies for the Reds and despite, you know, the way the Cardinals have been playing in the last week or so, you know, under 500 homestand, I feel pretty good about who's pitching this weekend for the Cardinals. I don't think Plante is going to have three, you know, three clunkers in a row. Obviously, you like Michaelis, and I'm excited. You know, maybe the expectation we can talk about, but the excitement level for for level for Mats is there. Excuse me. So you got to feel good about the Cardinals pitching going into this weekend. You should. Um, the red. It, that's the thing. Is like if if we were playing the Reds two weeks ago, I wouldn't worry about anything. Whatsoever, because right. they were they were so beat up and guys were hurt and morale was down and you didn't have to worry about them like they just beat themselves. But now they're coming off the the two wins in New York and uh, like the, the way they they played. I mean, you get your buddy Tommy Fan back. Who for some reason is still batting third for that team. I don't know why, but he comes back. But they've the, I mean, you're adding Tyler Stevenson as I mentioned earlier. Stevenson, Nixon Zell, former number two overall pick, starting to figure things out and has actually become a decent hitter for them in the bottom of their order. Uh, Jonathan India, who was a rookie of the year last year in the National League, starting to. Uh, put some good at bats together, starting to get his confidence back up. Uh, Drury is somebody that came out of nowhere for this team. I don't know if you saw the uh, stats for Brandon Drury yet this year. It, it's shocking that he's not on the all-star team with these numbers. He's got 18 home runs and he's got 51 driven in this year and he's batting 279. You know why All he's right. not on the all-star team? <laughs> Because he because, plays for the Reds. Because he plays for the 34 <laughs> and 55 Reds. That's why. <laughs> and they have Luis, Luis Castillo still, right. who hasn't been traded yet. And he is their uh, lone all-star representative so far. But, um, yeah, that's the thing. Is that you, don't, you don't have to see Luis Castillo, which is great. <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. You don't have to deal with Tyler Malley, who seems to pitch pretty well against the Cardinals as well. So you're, you're certainly missing their aces in this three-game series. But you're also getting some rookies who – you kind of don't know what you're going to get. Graham Ashcraft, the, the the Cardinals did okay against him in his uh, start at Bush Stadium. Uh, Lodolo is very, very good. Big, long left-hander. And we just saw what a lefty did uh, to the Cardinals lineup <laughs> last night. So um, he strikes out a lot of guys. The Cardinals tend to strike out a lot recently, more than uh, they did at the earlier points of the year where they were one of the lowest strikeout teams out there. But um, I, I just don't. Take it for granted that uh, just because the Reds have that horrible record that, that you know, you're going to be able to just kick them around this weekend because they're coming in. And here's another thing about the Reds. Every time they play the Cardinals, it's like their World Series. OK, right. you know, when the, you know, like when the Cubs are not very good, kind of like this year. And it's like if they beat the Cardinals at, at Wrigley, it's like, oh, my gosh, the greatest victory in the history of this franchise. Like they lose their mind. That's how the Reds feel about the Cardinals. Like they're, the Cardinals have always been big brother to this franchise, at least recently. Right. And they despise losing. Like it's been this rivalry since you mentioned earlier in the show where uh, the Brandon Phillips Molina. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, I was at that game and everybody is nice to me in a Cardinals uniform until that brawl happened. And yeah, now I I, I, I'm treated like the biggest a-hole on the planet when I walk into that stadium with any sort of Cardinals gear on. So this is a big deal to them. OK, so the Cardinals have to match that level of intensity this weekend because the Reds aren't going to be pushovers. They're going to bring it. And you, you mentioned the rookies have a ton of upside, especially yeah. with Hunter Green. His stuff is going to play at this major league level. Reds could be scary good in a couple of years. Talked a lot about pitching. 
to end the show. We're going to close it out with the uh, All-Star, or excuse me, the Home Run Derby field is complete. All eight guys. They got, I think, five NL players, which is a, is a little odd. The, the brackets were released as Schwarber, well. Schwarber got in there. They had Schwarber, Schwarber go in. He's, he's a league leader in home runs, so they, they, they did the bracket. They released the bracket of you know who's going to face off against two. It's seeded by number of home runs. So, of course, Albert yep. gets seeded eight. So Albert's got a tough draw. He'll be facing Schwarber. Pete Alonso, a two-time defending champ, with his off against Ronald Acuna Jr. Division matchup there. Corey Seager, the, the former Dodger, will face off against the future Rookie of the Year and maybe MVP candidate. Julio Rodriguez, yes, you, you heard that right. Uh, and then Jose Ramirez versus Juan Soto in the 5-4 matchup, Soto being the 4. Tough draw for Albert, man. Tough draw facing Schwarber. <laughs> the disrespect of putting Pujols at 8 with his, what, 6 home runs this Five or year? 6, I yeah. Get it. Yeah, I no, get it, man. To, yeah. he, he's there for fun, and uh, yeah, I don't see him moving past Schwarber, but I've been wrong before because last year I thought Shohei was going to destroy everybody. I thought Joey Gallo was going to be real good, and they both stunk. So I, I have no idea who to bet on. I mean, I guess it would be Alonzo because he's obviously proven he's he's awesome in this competition, but uh, I, who knows what's going to happen, man. I, it's just going to be cool to see Pujols out there having some fun. I am pumped, and if you want to hear J.D. and I talk about it, we will for sure be both previewing it, giving more analysis on Monday, as well as next Tuesday. We'll be talking about what happened. Tuesday, we'll also be previewing the All-Star Game. Wednesday, we'll be talking about the All-Star Game. So just because there will be All-Star Games coming up and the All-Star break, we don't take a break. We're coming at you five days a week. J.D.'s going to burn his Burger King bag for good luck. I'm really scared to go for microphone. <laughs> Listen to Locked on MLB Prospects or as the MLB draft is coming up. And until we talk to you guys on Monday. Should I put, should I put this on somebody's doorstep? They'll think it's a bad. Oh, wait, wait. This, is a, this is a clean show. Never mind. Can't say that. Yeah, I know. Just, just burn the bag and hope for good luck. But until we talk to you Monday, stay safe, stay well. Have a fantastic weekend, guys. <laughs>